Welcome to the Hap in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast, streaming to you as part of the Joe's Disc Golf Podcast Network. And here are your hosts, Ben, Joe, and RJ. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Half in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast. My name is RJ, and today I am drinking a Marquette from a local winery here in Northeast Indiana. And joining me today is the absolute maestro of match play himself, the uh, phenom of one-on-one play, but I'll let him introduce himself. Yes, the Fort Wayne Phenom. Uh, I believe one of my nicknames in the club is Joe McMatchplay uh, or Joe McMatchcutton Beth. Yeah, that one doesn't quite roll off the tongue quite as well. It really doesn't, but, (laughs) you know, just rolling with it. Uh, Uh. Yeah, uh, no spoilers here, but going to be going over some match play results and they were good so good that i am celebrating with jack daniels single barrel in a gentleman jack cup but you know don't don't hold it against me were, gentleman were jack they, is really good were they uh 16 down good yes we'll say that yes <laughs> it felt like that at least it's was absolutely insane but yeah i guess um should go over our sponsor log what rolls downstairs a loner in pairs rolls over your neighbor's dog what's great for a snack and it fits on your back it's log 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 it's big it's heavy it's wood it's better than bad it's good log from blamo there is no link in the description below not not this week Nope. What a bummer. That's all right. Um, but uh, speaking of of links in the description below, if you do want to follow us around, I don't know uh, why. You, yes, uh, you can find us on social media at Half in the Bag DG, uh, where you can submit your listener questions and your disc of the week. Yes. Um, you can also find us. Uh, we have a web page that has basically our most recent episode uh half on the bag eg.com uh but better than that you can also follow joe on all of his socials and his web page which i will let him go ahead and take away yeah i keep things simple because i'm simple joe's disc golf.com instagram twitter facebook you know any other new socials that are coming out that i am not part of Probably going to be at Joe's Disc Golf. There's also Joe's Disc Golf merch, which is at joesdiscgolf.com slash shop. That's pretty easy. Uh, We got some cool stuff there. Working on figuring out some other stuff. um, Trying to come up with some creative ideas along the lines of, you know, treesis and stupid tree. And don't nice me, bro. Except I think that's a thing already, and I don't need copyright issues. Yeah, no. Or trademark Um, or whatever. I don't uh, need legal issues. There we go. Yes. How about I phrase it like that? Yes. We are working on getting a half in the bag logo to add some half in the bag We've been working on that for a long time. Yeah, pretty much. You think it would be good. We're we're close. We're close. We're getting there. We're getting there. Maybe. One day. 
Yeah. Um, the other thing is if you want to join our weekly skip ace league so that you can go against us, uh, yep. Joe or I, or our third sometimes co-host co-host, uh, ben. special guest co-host. Yes. He's very our, special. Our currently suspended, uh, co-host for not drinking on the drop. And he, he knows what he did. Um, it was for not drinking on the job. Yeah. Which if you've ever met him, you know that that's not true. That's hard to believe. Yes. That's um, why he's suspended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But anyway, if you want to join our weekly skip ace league, you can do so by uh, using the code three CQF. So to be join a link our in the description. Yes. Allegedly. There has been. Oh, okay. I've been doing a good okay. job with that. After I'm not completely we, inept. I just had to fire my social media guy, which is me. Well, as, but, as long as you don't fire our social media guy or our producer or uh, any of that good stuff. Hey, we have a script writer now for our new commercials, which will probably start happening next week or the week after. Don't Ooh. hold me to it. Yeah. But he is working for exposure yeah don't tell him exposure Can, kills <laughs> uh, well as long as it's not you because i think we've all been exposed to you enough no he has many years of experience in musical theater the theater department working on fantastic shows like spam a lot and hairspray and Thoroughly Modern Millie and Les Mis. I'm not even going to try French. Les Miserables? Yes. See. Si. Bueno. Les Miserables? Sure. Sorry, he I took a very, very fantastic theater background in yes. technical theater. So, so wait, does that sets. mean... Does that mean that we're going to have to uh, sing our ad reads from now on? I will have to consult. He's I'm, he listens to these episodes, so this is going to be <laughs> great news for him. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, and I know exactly when he listens to these because I usually get a text message in the middle of an episode <laughs> going, "What the hell?" Usually oh, stronger words. Or we, we how need much to get him on here as our fourth co-host. As our other rotating special guest. Yes. yes, we really do need to get him on here. Uh, sorry, Ian, you have now been voluntold. Uh, yep. Enjoy that. Um, yep. Have fun. <laughs> uh, he knows yes. pretty much nothing about disc golf other than like how to play. He doesn't follow the pro stuff at all. And he got me into disc golf, which. Yeah. Yeah. Ben and I kind of got you into it. So it's a uh, 50-50. Yes. And one of our other friends, kind of, sort of, that we no longer talk to. Yes. Took me a minute. Uh, and moving on quickly from that. So Awkward I think that transition. Hey, you know, our segues. They be like wheels. a. Uh, I was going to say they be like a uh, cheap city rental scooter. Yeah, <laughs> you get what you pay for and you're listening yep. to this for free. So, yeah, yes, yes. Um, so 
let's now that we've uh, thoroughly messed up our social media platform, let's talk about something that we did show on our social media platform and that also was on Facebook, which is some awesome dude having some match play. Now, Joe, do we want to get into some spoilers or uh, yeah, just, I don't just dive right watch in? It. Yeah, yeah. No I, offense. I suspect. Like, uh, I don't know. Why I said no offense because it's me and one other other person that played, and he has no interest in this stuff. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't I, uh, care. I will. Hey, I, I will include I a link. Your match play. I'll include a link in this this episode, so you guys can go ahead and check it out. There is some wonderful live commentary and probably a lot of sounds of wind because we estimate that the wind was a steady 15 miles an hour gust, probably up to 25. Oh, at least at if, least if this gives you any idea uh, for anybody out there, I a felon is one of my favorite things. I have a brand new felon uh, similar to a firebird or captain's raptor. I threw that on a little bit of hyzer into a headwind and it flipped over <laughs> to give you an idea of how bad that wind was. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. I, um, we both screwed up our first shots, me and him. Yeah. And that was a uh, dead straight headwind. I've never thrown into a perfect headwind like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, well, it was something where I had been sitting out all day in it for work and I finished yep. up with work and we've talked about, I have a course right next to where I work. I had my discs in my bag because I was hoping to get down to caddy for you and maybe play around mm -hmm. before it. I didn't get out until basically when you were starting your, uh, yeah. your, your round. But, you know, I, I looked at that course, thought about the wind for a minute and went, nah, I don't want to play in this. Yeah, so uh, there is also a big tree down on hole 14. The big pine yes, tree yes. Is, that would eat a lot of discs and save some bad shots, to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it is down, and you can only attack the pin from the right-hand side. Mm -hmm. There's no... The forehand... <laughs> I threw my forehand. Thank God it was a bad throw. Uh because if it was a good throw, I would have had to try to throw over the pine tree from in the pine tree. Yeah. And that just wouldn't have gone well. I actually yeah. was at the bottom of a hill. It was probably 35 feet. I honestly thought that the guy I was playing against was parked up under the basket. I didn't even bother to look for his lie. And I ran the shot, almost made it. And I was parked under the basket. Big old Anheuser, and it just kind of floated down right well, next to the basket. I remember the pre people that were doing commentary were said, wow, that was really bold. I would have made sure that I knew where his lie was first before just running it like that. But there's and, no the angle I had mm -hmm. and where I was going, where I had to go from. I had 20, 25 feet until the slope down it's dead flat yeah. on top yeah so i, I was mean, like even if i go long mm -hmm. the angle i'm putting it on and where i'm putting mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. my next shot is going to be pretty easy yeah and it was 
So so let's let's talk about your match a little bit. Oh, yeah. you were facing Big E. Um, Big E, who is a local pro, correct? Yep, I think so. Um, I that sounds right. He I, plays pro division. He plays MPO for tournaments. Yes, I'll put it that yes. way. I don't know if he signs no, if he actually, up as a pro. Yes. Great um, guy, though. I haven't looked oh, at yeah. his PDGA, which I could yeah. do right now. So live research. Uh, you played you played West Sweeney Park in Fort Wayne. Yep. Uh, which I described as uh, a relatively open course with a lot of protected holes, a lot of protected greens. Um, you know, yep. as far as your drives go, you need accurate drives using a variety of shots. Uh-huh. Um, I found him because because of the changes in elevation and, and whatnot that, you know, and the protected greens. Yes. Would you say that's a fair assessment of West Sweeney? I'd say so. There are a handful yeah. of greens that are open. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the most, most holes part, have some kind of OB that that can come into play, but sort of sort overwhelming of. majority. Um, a lot of times ha- that path is not OB according to the yes. sign. Yes. Well, um, and that's well, and that's what I was going to say is a lot of the holes have OB, but it's. If you go OB, you're in trouble anyway. Yes. Um, actually, it saved me by saying sign OB on one of the holes because I'm like, yes. oh, you went OB. And I was like, no, I didn't. Check the sign. Look at the sign. I, yeah, it was we, hole number we three. Usually, we usually play three rivers open um, OB, which is pretty much all paths are OB. Mm-hmm. And on this one, the path is not OB. And I did look him up. He is a professional. He let his he hasn't renewed for this year. Ah, so okay. there's that. But yeah, I was curious. So anyway, you guys played this course. You started yes. on the back nine. So what? T- tell me something, because I did not hear this part. Why did you guys start on the back nine? So we were getting ready to go and mm-hmm. a group of four guys from the club teed off there we thought they were coming to watch the match so they ended up teeing off there and right after them was this family of like six who probably had 10 discs between them okay and they were slow between the two and so we're like you know what front nine is pretty crowded we watched a bunch of people tee off so playing through pretty much wasn't an option yeah. So we're like, let's yep. just forget it all, start on 10, go from there. The back nine suits my game a little bit better, <laughs> fortunately. <laughs> yeah. I was able to go three up. Yep. You went three up hole, on him. By five holes in? Mm, I think Six it was holes? a little bit deeper than that. But yeah, I mean, it was. I was three up by the time we made the turn, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were we, three up at the turn. We tied. Now, I will hole say. One. Yeah. Hole 10. Yeah. Or well, yeah, sorry. We tied 10. I mm-hmm. won 11. Tied 12. Won 13. 14 yep. with a push. Yep, because you both took pars around the big tree. 
Yeah. Uh, you he Fif- took a bogey 15? and you took a par on fifteen. Fifteen was three up. Uh huh. And then you held that all the way through the turn. Now, see, I wondered if you guys started on the back nine because hole six uh, is notoriously bad for having a goose on the back end of the peninsula. And you guys were hoping that it would be done by there. No. Uh, Um, Well, that goose was nesting and she was pissed. And somehow, I don't know how his shot. So that peninsula hole, you obviously go in the water, you're OB. And we were playing stroke and distance. And he threw a shot that the wind held up there. And it looked like from where we were, because it slopes down a little bit, we thought maybe it went in. Normally, you could see the ripples, but it was so windy. it You couldn't tell if that was the uh, wind or a disc who, going in. Who was on commentary? Uh, Chad. Chad. Yeah, he he swore up and down that he saw ripples. I I thought and I asked him, I said, hey, do you want to play provisional? And he's just like, "Nah, it's fine, which is kind of gutsy playing stroke and distance because that that's like 250 to walk back to throw. Not that Mm -hmm. I'm like we had nothing else going on, so I don't care about time. But I'm just like, do you really want to make that walk back? And then I sure as heck wouldn't. I know I would have been like, I'm throwing provisional whatever if you don't need it you don't need it Mm -hmm. turns out he landed on the little flat piece right by a tree that like yep if it was six inches left or right it's in the water yep he got lucky so yeah and then my upshot wasn't great so i had to run it from like probably 60 feet Mm-hmm. 70 feet had to go yeah, hyzer right at the the mouth of the peninsula which is Pretty not much. an easy line in through there um yeah it's, i was a little the, bit further in but it wasn't it still wasn't great and yeah. i had to the line i wanted to take there was a tree in the way so i had to split a gap probably 15 feet from the basket 15 mm-hmm. 20 feet from the basket i split mm-hmm. it but I just miss. I go like three or four feet long and mm-hmm. I roll into the water OB and I'm like, well, I concede because yeah. I I can't win. <laughs> you yeah. parked it and I had to run that shot to push. Yeah. And so, yeah. so that was not fun. On hole yeah. one, I missed uh, an eight foot putt. That was yeah, great. And then on hole two, you missed a... Not much further, it looks like. Uh, about 10, 12 feet downhill. Yeah, that was, and that was I tough. aimed too far down. Because mm. I hit the top of the I hit the top of the yep. basket, the, yep. the rim yep. of the cage. And that put me uh pretty much within three holes. I went from three up to square or down. Yeah, all square. Yeah, you were all square there. Mm-hmm. Uh no was i one because yeah you were one up yeah one and two you dropped a stroke three you guys pushed four you guys pushed did i push three because Mm, i I had a long putt and he did not oh maybe because i know or i was thinking that he went did he go all square or one up on six i thought he went one up because I remember thinking, I've got three holes and I'm not losing. That's yeah. what I told myself. 
And he must uh, have gone one up there because yeah, that one you because gained I the lost stroke that back. Yeah, because then you got a stroke back on number nine. Yes. Which he made a gutsy call to run that putt. I don't know why he did. Um, so we were talking on that and he he knew that I had I had to be super aggressive. And hole nine, you're throwing from uh, it's 280 downhill. Mm-hmm. The basket is with how high the pond was now, like three feet from the water. Depending Oof. on the time of year and the level of the pond, it is anywhere from three to eight feet away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we've had a lot of rain, so it is about three feet away. We have. We have. And so uh, it, I was like, well, it is a dangerous shot for sure. It, in practice, I've taken my zone, even in the wind, throw it out kind of wide, let the wind push it. And I was parked a couple times. Mm-hmm. I let go inside. Well, to start it out, he played a safe shot. He took something neutral, threw it out straight, dead straight with zero mm-hmm. chance of going into the water. And right, I right. had to be super aggressive. And I hit the luckiest tree branch ever. If I don't hit this tree branch, I'm going in the water. I hit the tree branch branch and it knocks me straight down into the ground for a 25 foot look. And so is 40. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Not inside circle, but kind of right at the edge of circle. He could definitely still step putt. He was definitely out. So yes, he was further than 25 ish feet away. I say 35, 40. Mm -hmm. Um, What I would have done in that situation was lay up like just toss something soft get it within 10 feet closer whatever it doesn't matter and just force me to make the putt Mm -hmm. he runs it with the water right behind he Mm -hmm. catches the edge of the basket and it somehow comes down at this weird angle catches the edge of a root and just sits it Mm -hmm. should have been wet that yep. disc should have been wet, and I don't know how it wasn't. None of us <laughs> did. All of us. We're yeah. all going, how did that stay? We said a few other words, but yep. <laughs> it, um, it essentially came down to how did that stay? And if mm-hmm. if his disc went in the water, I'm, well, he has to laying throw from that and, same spot. I'm laying yeah. up and tapping out. But yeah. I have to make a 25-foot death putt. With mm-hmm. just water right behind. So if I miss, I'm losing my disc because that water is disgusting. You can't see anything. No, and I'm losing no, the match. Can't. Insult to yeah. injury. And yeah. I just said, nope, I'm dialing in. I'm focusing. The wind happened to like, I caught a little break in the wind and just fired it in there. Hit center pole. Dead now, in. Drops down. Now, did you happen to catch a lucky break or did you Nico and just waited until the wind caught, oh, caught a, a lucky break? I was going to say, was, watching it, you definitely did not Nico it. Uh, you now, no, according to you, disc, I might have waited longer for me, but generally, if I step up to a putt, I'm putting in less than 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> By the time I, I step up to it, I usually mark it while the other guy's putting, as long as I'm out of the field of view. Obviously, if I'm in the, his field of view, mm-hmm. I don't do anything. Um, but I'll generally mark it, and then I'll step up, get my distance, and just go. 
Mm-hmm. Now, uh, according to you, Disc, yep. hole nine is 256 feet. Really? Um, that is straight. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, basically across the the trees there. Yeah, there are some trees there where you can't you can't go. And yes, I've, I said I throw a zone, but the elevation change is probably what would you say? 20 feet. Oh, at least give or take. I mean, you're throwing off a big hill. You're throwing off a hill down to the pond like it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can anyone. No, I shouldn't say anyone. If you have a decent arm, you can probably get a putter there, if not a mid. Yeah. And just. Yeah. Any which who. Yeah. Uh, so. So that forces the playoff. And then mm-hmm. I said, well, we have to go back to hole 10 because that's where we started, because I did not feel confident going to hole one. And mm-hmm. I think that's also what we should have done. That's where I mean, we that started. That seems fair. That and seems every reasonable. Every other match that I've gone into extra holes, we just start back at hole one. And when it happened at Tillman last year in the final four, we started mm-hmm. on hole 10 there because of the, where the parking lot is. And mm-hmm. we just started from hole 10. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Uh, so we decide to go. Um, I went first uh, because I had yeah, since won you the won last the last hole. hole. Uh, it's been weird for playoffs. It's been 50 50 where we flip for it or just whoever won the last hole. And mm-hmm. I really didn't care. I knew exactly what I was going to do. I took out my exact same felon and threw it on even more of a hyzer and got it to hyzer flip. I've never hyzer flipped a brand new felon. I that have doesn't a felon seem like it my, should be possible. I Yes, that's how strong this wind is. I have hyzer flipped one of my other felons, but it stopped being a felon probably two or three years ago in my bag. <laughs> yes, it says felon. It says everything else, but it is not a felon. It's a great disc. I, I, love I know thing. what disc you're talking about. It's, it's not a felon. No, yeah. not anymore. It's still pretty stable. Don't get me wrong, but it is not a felon anymore. No. And might be a I make getaway. A huh? So it might be like a getaway. Maybe. I haven't thrown a getaway. Maybe a compass because I, I bet that thing's probably lost a little bit of speed. Maybe? Or not a compass. A. I was going to say compass is pretty slow. No. Um. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's um, no, I know. The, what's the one that Ben throws a bunch of? Oh, why am I blanking? He it's not yeah. the river. Nope. it's the that would end up in the river <laughs> with his yes. luck and water named discs. Y- yes, yes, it would. Um, uh, I am totally uh, blanking on what it is, and it's it driving with me absolutely crazy. Yeah, that's why I was thinking compass. compass I even bag one. Uh, oh man, it's like one of my go-to seven speeds on Disc Golf Alley. Yeah, so I'm going to see if like, I can pull that up real quick. It's like an escape. No, it's more stable I, than an escape. Well, yeah, but it's close. Um, anyway, too. So we go back to hole nine while you're looking that or hole 10 while you're looking yes. that up. And uh-huh. I take my felon, Heiser flip that. I end up kind of in a bush, but pretty close. Okay. Um, it, we were totally off. It does not start with a C. No. It's the Explorer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, more stable. Probably Lucid X Explorer. Oh, um, now I'm moving stuff around in my bag. That's so, not good. 
he goes up and he does not make the correction from earlier and ends up probably in about the same spot he did before, except this time he got a beneficial cut roll. He runs the putt from far away, real far. He ends up going probably 30 long yeah, of the basket. He, yeah. And I I tried to run it. I was outside the circle, so I had like a half kneel Annie run at it. And that I was a up, weird, weird line, was, but yeah, I had no choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have tried a scuba. I should practice a scuba. What is a scuba? Um, upside down, like hammer, but short throw. If you're thinking ultimate. Okay. So you're throwing okay, it upside down and yeah. But instead uh, of, you know, rearing back, it's just. Doop. Yeah. And if you throw it right, it should, when it's done flying, it just drops straight down. Okay. And you shouldn't like, it's a throw you'd want to use if there's danger nearby where you want to kind of give it a run without fear of actually it. giving it a run. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, he ends up going far. He goes long. Mm-hmm. I take yep. my shot. I'm probably 15. Yeah. Away. Your, your shot left you a little bit uh, further than I, I think you wanted to be based on. Yes. The, uh, you know, how wanted, that hole was playing. Yeah. I wanted to be closer. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I actually gave it a run. I did, but I thought I was going to end up closer. Yeah. And I it didn't. just, your ground play just kind of took you 15, almost 20 feet out. Yeah. It was bad. Uh huh. Um, he missed his putt. And mm-hmm. I, again, center the chains, just lasered it in there. Mm-hmm. And it was probably one of the most hard fought match plays I've had, including yeah. the final four from the year before. Mm-hmm. against and, the guy that eventually won yeah against the guy who won so if i'm gonna lose lose to the best right yeah yeah um one of the things that and you know i i had to watch this as it was happening uh um, yeah you know through through the through facebook. facebook channel um and one of the things that you know i Ben and I were super excited for you. And then afterwards you ended up calling me because you're just like, I got to talk to somebody about this. That was crazy. To be fair, I called my wife first, but she was on a walk with her parents and my daughter and couldn't talk because she was catching up with her family. So right, of no course, offense, of course. but I did call my wife first, as I'm sure you probably would have in the same situation. That's fair. Probably yeah, yeah, not yeah. Ben, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but as long yeah. as kayla doesn't listen to this <laughs> we'll find out yep uh bet ben might be suspended from another party uh yeah coming no up. kidding yeah uh, so but, i had i had to talk to someone because mm-hmm. i was i was riding high on adrenaline um i got asked the same question that Paige Pierce got asked or a very similar question that Paige Pierce got asked at um, the DGPT all-star event. Do you think you're going to win? And I just said to quote Paige Pierce, I don't plan on losing, which I want to elaborate more because that sounds like I, I plan on winning the whole thing. I don't go into anything I do planning on losing. I'm going yeah. to do everything I can to win. Right. If I don't win, then I don't win. Whatever. I mean, 
I'm going to be upset. Yeah. Like I was not quite to tears last year because I had made it so far against mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what everybody thought. By mm-hmm. winning my first match, I didn't necessarily break brackets, but I didn't set them up in a good position last year. Making yes. it to the final four destroyed brackets. Yes. Um, really quickly, I think that that kind of brings us to a, a good transition point to talk about Champions Cup. But really quickly, yes. you said that your next match is Wednesday at 930, correct? Yes. Wednesday at 930 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, of course, site, still TBD. Yeah, site to uh, to be determined. We'll yep. see. It's it's going to be a good match. We're to the Elite Eight, which yes. now we all get paid. Elite yes. Eight means you make the cut. Yep. And that's kind of um, nice. The more you so, win, the more money. Yes, I will not be there because I have to take the dog to the groomer that morning. Oh, uh, it's tough being so, a parent. Uh, I know, right? Um, I got lucky. My mother-in-law can take my daughter. I'm very <laughs> appreciative of this. Does, like, does I your feel mother-in-law, like, mother-in-law want to take uh, my dog? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's about that. Um, um, I the, the other quick statistic that I really enjoyed from today was that in the group or in the group, uh, yeah. you are tied for the most wins yes. in uh, match play tournament history for this event. To be fair, uh, this is the second year yes. and I've played both years. I snuck in last year because I was second or third on the wait list and three people didn't confirm so they're like oh yeah sure just throw them in the bracket whatever Mm -hmm. good thing they threw me in the bracket Mm -hmm. Um, so i am tied with one of the pros who got knocked out and and one last year yeah and one last year yep i didn't beat him somebody else did and then another guy who's on the opposite side of the bracket i Mm -hmm. he plays pro sometimes i think but he's not a pro because he'll play M1 as well, I believe. Yeah, he's a he's a very if he doesn't play pro, he's a very, very good M1 player. Yes. So. Yep. So we'll we'll see with that. Um, yep. We'll see how this goes. Should mm-hmm. be fun. I'm excited. I can't wait to see. I really, 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 really hope he picks PFW because that is a course I do really well on. I hope he I would does argue not at this point that is your um, home course. Well, a it's your home course, but B it's your almost specialty course. There's a lot of forehands like um, kind of like Tiger at Augusta. Yeah, you're always going to do well there. I mean, well, he did well, all things considered. Yes, but Let's uh let's go ahead and circle back to disc golf. Circling it's a little bit better with an awkward transition. Yes. Uh, so you talked about, you know, you go into everything planning to win, which I, I think is um, maybe not planning to win, but planning right. to you give don't it, plan to lose. I don't walk into it going. Yep. I lost this one. Yeah. Like or the match oh last boy, year. I, I don't know I if just I'm going to win for my for my match last year with that with the guy that eventually won it my thought was i don't want to lose in 10 holes because it's a 19 hole course like Mm -hmm. i want to win or at least Mm -hmm. push one hole and at some Mm -hmm. point i got up three on him so i ended up losing in extra holes yep 
It like was, I said, I give it my all, and when I've got nothing to lose, my game flourishes, yes. especially in match play. So, so let's talk about Champions Cup. Yep. Uh, and let's go ahead and start with FPO. Uh, yes. Listeners, viewers, if you haven't heard the after um, or, or kind of the post-round uh, interview with Paige mm-hmm. Pierce, Give that a listen. I know it's been placed on a couple different places on Twitter. I will try to circle back and find it and retweet it. uh, I think I sent it to you in our group chat. Yes, yes, you did. So I'll be able to find it and I'll I'll retweet it on the Half in the Bag uh, DG Twitter. Uh, Again, that's at Half in the Bag DG. It's it's uh, it's an interesting. um, Yeah. Listen, I think that we'll kind of get into that after we talk about FPO, maybe MPO with the Champions Cup. Uh, but like I said, we'll get into FPO. Yep, uh, spoiler we'll alert. First. Spoiler alert. Uh, it's so coming if you out. haven't seen your. Yeah, if you haven't seen the results, go do that now. That's on you. Uh, this yeah, is coming on out on this Tuesday. This is, yeah, you, you've passed the 48 hour window for. Watch, uh, watch Joe. Ma- well, GK. GK Pro would yep, have the lead GK. card. Yeah. So, so uh, number one was Paige Pierce picking up another major championship. How many? Uh, is number that? two, sixteen. Uh, no, I think that's Paul Macbeth that has sixteen. I think is she's it? okay. She still has an absurd 13. number. Yeah, it's it's obscene. Uh, so number two is Kristen Starr. Number three, Sarah Hokum. Number four, Owen Scoggins. Number five, Katrina Allen making a big push. Uh, plus thirteen or. Not plus 13, but up 13 spots today. Six is Valerie Mondahano. Seven, Alexis Mondahano. Uh, tied for eighth was Natalie Ryan, Kona Starpanis, and Missy Gannon. Um, okay, so this is her 16th major title in 34 okay. appearances. Valerie Jenkins has 16 wins in 46 appearances. So holy crap. <laughs> So wait, 16 out of 34? Yeah. So almost half. Almost a 50% chance Paige Pierce is going to win it or somebody else. Yes. And that is why I picked her on my skip ace predictions. Uh, I also picked Valerie Mondahano because she was very hot. She came in uh, sixth. My other person did not do as well, finishing 21st, uh, Macy Valadiez. finishing plus four today and plus 10 on the round. Um, but let's, let's get into this top 10. Let's see my um, skip ace to see what <laughs> happens there. Um, not good things. I had Katrina Allen, Valerie Mondahano and cat merch. Well, that wasn't Ooh. bad though. I mean, no. cat finished fifth. Valerie six. Katrina. Katrina Allen. Okay. Yes. And then the other cat finished tied for 14th. So, so not, not bad, bad. overall. Not um, great. Yeah. Really quickly, some other names um, or some other big names that finished outside of the top 10. Yes. Haley King and Henna finished tied for 11th. Yep. Jen uh, Allen finished 13th. Lisa Fakus and Kat Merch tied tied for 14th. 14th. 
Uh, Evelina finished tied for 16th, which her putting was good. Like round one, she was 70%, 60, 70%, something like that. Okay. And she was okay. up there. Let's, let's not overstate it because she was still dead last in putting. Yes. But she was closer to where she has been in the past. Yeah. Overall, which, she was 45%. Uh, yep. 40th overall in putting for this tournament, but that allowed her to get 16th. Being yeah. dead last in putting, she is mm-hmm. that good off the tee at this yeah. wooded course. It's at this very difficult, very tightly wooded um, very course, technical. we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk about a hot round that was put up in the MPO uh, here in a little bit. But it wasn't that hot. <laughs> Yeah, not not for the person that threw it up there. I mean, two off of their, you know, of their best. So multiple 18 down rounds. Yes, yes. But uh, anyway, uh, moving on. So Macy Valadez finished tied for 20 or sorry, uh, 21st solo. Yep. Holly Finley, uh, 24th. Madison Walker, 25th. Rebecca Cox tied for 31st. That surprised me a little bit. Jessica Weiss, 33rd? Yeah. I mean... That just shows you if you get off the fairway mm-hmm. a little bit, you're yeah. in jail. Yeah, you're it's screwed if you watch any tough. of the coverage. Yeah. Which I highly recommend. If you can, at least watch 15 minutes of the Disc Golf Pro Tour on their YouTube page of the final round. Yeah, they've got... I mean... They've got the highlights too. That, yeah, know, kind but of you them. can just see how bad it is. Like, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. getting really nervous for Paige. Her first round was flaming hot garbage. She was she was not doing. She took a triple to start. Yes, yes. And she uh, she not a great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a great. Um. Uh, yeah, not a great tournament for her, but obviously still good enough to get the win. Yeah. Uh, second in C1X putts. Yep. She was 63% on the scramble. It's it's too uh, bad. First in birdie percentage. Tenth in it's, fairway hits. Yeah. It's too bad Kristen Tatar kind of couldn't finish it out on the last two holes. Yep. So so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, yep. You know, so Kristen... Finished two strokes back from, uh, from, uh, back on the MPO. Yes. Uh, from Paige Pierce Last uh, with I a plus saw... one versus a minus one today. Yep. Last I saw before I went to Easter brunch at one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> How is that brunch? That's just straight up lunch. That was the How only time did we you could sleep get in today. Yeah, we didn't. Um, babies are pretty set to their schedule last i saw when i left she was uh kristen tatar had a one stroke lead over page yep and was so looking good and i know with how densely wooded this is but like they were matching each other shot for shot so i was like well at the rate kristen's going i don't i don't think she's gonna lose it obviously it can happen but from what i saw from the first nine holes and how mm-hmm. Paige was right there, but couldn't quite catch up the whole time, at least in the front nine. Back nine was a whole different story. I just, I kind of was like, all right, Kristen's 
got this. So the last four holes. Yep. Let, let me take you through each of their scores. Yep. Hole 15, a 543 foot par four. Mm-hmm. Page takes a, do- a double. Kristen takes boat or er, takes a par. Okay. Wow. So, so she got up on her big. Yeah. Uh, hole 16. Yep. Page takes a birdie. Kristen takes a par. Okay. So she's still one stroke ahead here. Yeah. Uh, 17. Hole 17. A they, 525 they a, foot. Yep. Par four. They both t- take a bogey. Yeah, they're bogey. So two strokes up going into the final hole. Mm-hmm. Hole 18, a 590 foot par five. Yep. Uh, Paige takes a birdie. Kristen takes a, a yes, takes a double bogey, um, you know, to finish one over for the round to finish two strokes back of Paige. Yeah. Um, that was unfortunate. You know, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It's it you hate to see someone kind of lose it that way. You, you'd almost rather mm-hmm. see, you know, Paige finish out with three or four straight, you know, just birdie, 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 bar, birdie. Yeah. Really go out there and take it. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, two really, really oh, tough yeah. competitors two really, really good competitors. Um, you know, only five people finish even or better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Paige and Kristen were the only two that finished, uh, you know, better than, one one stroke under yeah. par each day um so i have some deep analysis here from my wife who she watched a handful of holes of lead card with me on disc golf network while uh we were feeding my daughter and she goes "Ooh, i don't like her i hate that outfit that's terrible i don't like that um that was sarah hokum with her flowery top and red pants or pink. I couldn't tell the coverage. Boy, it's a good thing that she didn't see uh Maddie O. Yes. But she goes, <laughs> she goes, Ooh, I, I hate her. I don't like her. I don't like her outfit. So my wife knows absolutely nothing about disc golf. Um, she'll walk with me. She'll throw. She can throw on a oh yeah. She can throw. Um, but she knows absolutely nothing about pro disc golf. And I was like, that's Sarah Hokum. She's one of the best in the game. Been in it for a long time. Forehand dominant. She's very, very good, obviously. Um, Actually, and then random thought. I think that your wife and my wife would be really good doubles partners. Because my wife prefers forehand shots and yours prefers backhand shots. Yes. Well, anyway, then we've got then Paige Pierce goes up and she goes, Ooh, no, I don't like what she's wearing. I don't like her hat. It was some pink and teal blue thing. And it matched her polo shirt. Her polo shirt was black. The side panels had like this tealish color and discraft and all that stuff was in pink. Mm-hmm. I agree. I did not like her hat, but I was like, that is like one of the, like the best for a long, long time. That's the women's disc golfers. It's just straight up the goat. Like right now, there's an argument for like, 
you know, is she still the best? Cause we've got some people kind of creeping up. That's a whole different conversation, but for yep. a long time, she was the best. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, Kristen Tatar comes up to, to putt or not, putt, whatever shows up on screen and she goes, Oh, I like that. She looks like a tennis player. I really like her because she's wearing a skirt, basically what, women's tennis players wear some skirt and like a an athletic tank top thing and Hmm. she's like i really like her she's she's good i like she's got it together i was like well she is also one of the best disc golfers in the world so some deep analysis there from my wife just yes cannot stand Paige pierce or sarah hokum because of their fashion choices and really likes really likes Kristen tatar so hang on reason. a second. Hang on a second. Yeah. How the heck can she stand you? I that's a great question. <laughs> that is or, or me or I Ben married her. She had every opportunity to say no. Uh, and she said yes. Hey, hey, I, I still contend. I, I don't know how I did it, but I convinced my wife to say yes twice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> COVID. Yay, COVID weddings. Yeah. And moving on, uh, any other FPO analysis that you have besides uh, Kristen's outfit was better than Sarah or Paige's? Oh, she also thought Own Scoggins' outfit was okay, but wasn't a fan of the navy blue and black. But she said of all four on that card, she was definitely the second best. <laughs> Okay. Deep analysis. Yes. Yes. So uh, we we talked about, and and I think that we're going to get into that page interview here at the very end of the episode, real quick. Or, yeah, Um, we talked about Evelina, and it was good to see her putting better. Again, she's never going to be this lights out putter like we associate Own or Heather Young or someone like that with. Um, but then just but goes just to show you when she hits how good her close, drives are close to 50%. Yeah. Like she's up there. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if she did that at other tournaments, she's finishing top five. Easy. easy. If not winning multiple not winning, yes. DGPT events this year. Yes. Um, so let's, let's talk about the MPO side, unless you have anything else to add to the FPO side. Nope. All right. And let's go through our top 10. We'll go ahead and start with the number 10 player, Drew Gibson. Yep. We'll start with the guy who shot a, or then we'll go to a guy who shot an absolutely scorching round today. Course record. Uh, Yeah. A course record. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of this guy. I think his name is Powell. Joe McCudden. Uh, yeah. So Paul McBeth with yes. a 16 down to finish yeah. 32 under for the tournament. He got half of his strokes today. Uh, we'll, we'll come back and talk about how crazy that round is. Was. He jumped up 20 spots, I thought. Yeah, he jumped up 20 spots today. Yeah. Um, obviously, the biggest mover with the hot round, um, but also moving up a bunch of spots today. Tied for fifth was Gannon Burr. Yeah. Uh, also, 
you know, he jumped up 11 spots. Emerson Keith jumped up eight spots to also finish tied for fifth, mm-hmm. uh, a 13 and a 12 down, uh, respectively. Matteo tied for fifth and Gavin Babcock tied for fifth, yep. which, uh, you know, big, big shout out to him. I mean, not necessarily uh, supposed to be on the lead card going into day four of the first major of the year. But, hey, hats off to him. He yeah, he put he, on a show. Well, mm-hmm. Now let's get into our top four here. Corey Ellis finishing fourth. Yep. At 35 under. Calvin Heimberg dropped a spot to third to finish 36 under. I then thought, we have I thought he could have taken it, but he he also played really well, especially that back nine. Mm-hmm. He went well, seven and nine for birdies. Yeah, I mean, he finished seven under. Ricky finished seven under. And then it, and he finished Ricky finished second Yep. and the guy who took it down, just he finished 11 under for the rounds, really good rounds, uh, kind of the opposite of what we talked about with that page and Kristen in that Chris Dickerson just went out there and kind of took it. He, he went out there and won it. He kind of did Chris Dickerson things because yeah, I mean, in Tennessee, he there's tons of woods. And he's a very good woods golfer. So yes, that's why I picked on my show. I had one, two, three as Paul, Chris and Ricky. And I was close. Yes. Yes. My three were in the top three. Yep, absolutely. Um, So obviously, Chris Dickerson, the big story, 11 down. He ends up getting the win in the first major, the the inaugural Champions Cup winner. Yep. Um. Has you know, he, won he finished a major before. Oh, I was thinking that I had seen that he had, but I honestly don't, don't quote me know. on that. I I could not tell you what it was if he has. Um, but then obviously the other big, the other big uh, story out of today was the sixteen down course record by Paul Macbeth. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely insane on that course. I know ah. that he's done 18 down. It is his second. <coughs> you you okay there? You dying? Yeah, my, my throat's a little dry. I need I need more wine or something. Yeah. So he took down one other major title. PDGA did not say what it was. So Yeah. Yep. I thought I had seen the tweet that he had in fact. That's awesome. Though. Um yeah. Yeah. I mean, a great round by him. Yep. And a great round by Paul. I mean, like I said, the 16 down, uh, I believe insane. it was one of the foundation guys that said that's absolutely sickening to think that, that someone can do that on that course. There. I mean, he is a very, very good disc golfer, but there is also definitely an element of luck. Because you, oh, yeah. you are going to hit trees. I mean, it, yes. there's no doubt about it. And you have mm-hmm. to get at least a little bit of luck on that tree kick. Or, you know, as you're sliding on the ground, you happen to catch that root and you go towards the middle of the fairway rather than behind the tree. Or, yeah. you know, a little bit like that. I'm not well, saying he is not talented, but there had to be at least 10% luck in that. That would be, so, that would be where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, he, he finished nine eagles. down. 
yeah, he had two eagles on the back nine to finish nine down. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, obviously played it clean without a bogey this round. Uh, you know, if he plays even half as good the rest of the week, you know, oh, I think that there's a problem. Oh yeah, I mean, he we'd be talking about him winning his oh uh, another huge amount of um of of majors i think he's in the 16 or in the neighborhood of 16 as well so uh he's around there yeah you know obviously arguably the best of all time uh at At least least of this era yes Um, definitely because you could like you look at ken climo mm -hmm. and he was definitely the best of that era and since then the technology has definitely changed Mm -hmm. the game has Mm -hmm. changed what used to be championship level courses in the late 90s early 2000s is definitely not anymore well i mean and i'm not saying i'm not trying to take it i'm not trying to take anything away from him it's just it's like comparing um larry bird michael jordan lebron james and kobe bryant like you can they did play against each other at various points of their career, but it's hard. It's hard to say, you know, who is the greatest. And I will say Michael Jordan every single time, but comparing them, it's, it's just hard because the game changed so much from each of those eras. And when Mm -hmm. Jordan played bird, that was at the end of birds career. When Kobe played, huh? Yeah, when Kobe in the played beginning the, of Jordan, Jordan, yeah, it was at the same end story. of Jordan's. And when uh, LeBron played Kobe, it was the same thing. Yeah. It was at the I end. Mean, of maybe a cr- little bit more overlap on those two. Yeah, I guess there's that's more, more overlap of a, in that one. But uh, you get my point. Like Kobe did didn't have the 04 Lakers. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, which is kind of dating myself because. Was it the 04 Lakers that he had Shaq with? Oh, geez. Now I I'm. Think it was right around then. Yeah, it was the early 2000s Lakers. Um, yeah. Uh, but but, yeah, but you, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of compare. And yes, yeah. they have stats, but it wasn't up until the last, what, five years that three pointers have become like the only thing people shoot. Yeah. So three well, point percentages back in the day meant very little relative to comparing now because you just, yeah, the three point line was there, but you didn't really shoot those. Well, it's like, um, here's a, here's a really old reference. Yep. Uh, Steve Alford was considered a great shooter when, when he played, uh, for IU. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a three point line back then. Yeah. Or at least it, it wasn't nearly uh, to the point. I mean, that was quite a few years before I was born. Oh, yes. But yeah, that wasn't uh, a thing. So. Yeah. I mean, it now, now, you know, Steph Curry has revolutionized the three pointer. And now we're, we're apparently a basketball podcast. Uh, yeah. But circling like, back, I mean, circling back, Paul like Macbeth, comparing Climo yeah. and Macbeth and whoever's next, I don't know. And Burr. Gannon, who knows? I mean, we thought it's Gannon. Eagle was going to be next, and he still could be. Don't get me wrong. Depending on what happens with this injury, we we still know nothing. Just yes. by the way, I'm yeah. I'm not trying to get into a discussion about that. I'm just saying, like, 
he hurt his shoulder. Like, mm-hmm. look at baseball. Yeah. That's a great example. Some guys can hurt their shoulder, hurt their elbow. Game mm-hmm. over. Career's done. Other yep. guys, you know, they hit another yeah. level. <laughs> so so we went through the top 10. I'm glad you mentioned Eagle. Let's go ahead and go through some other notable names. Yep. Uh, James Conrad finished tied for 11th. Joel Freeman, Eagle McMahon, Chandler Fry, Ezra Aderhold, Mason Ford finished all tied for 14th. Kayla LaVisca mm-hmm. tied for 19th. Eric Oakley tied for 19th. Uh, Greg Barsby tied for 22nd with yep. Kevin Jones Casey and Casey White. Yep. Kyle Klein, Chris Clemens, Andrew Marweed all tied for 27th. Uh, Nico, not cooking this week, uh, tied for 30th. Yeah. Simon, uh, Bear, 35. Big Jerm finished one spot ahead of him at 34th. Uh, Colton Montgomery t- and Andrew Presnell were a group that was tied for 40th. Luke, Luke Humphreys tied for off. 44th. Same with Thomas Gilbert. Yeah. After they both started really hot. Bradley Williams uh, showing that he can't actually play outside of Texas at 48th. Tied for 48th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Fish, Nathan Queen, uh, Laurie Lettinen. Brody Smith. Uh, all tied for 51st. Linus Carlson tied for 60th. Oh, Zach Melton 68th. Yep. <coughs> Yuli 71st. Yeah. Did I miss? Was Did I totally space out on Eagle? Tied for 14th. 14th. Okay. So far, hey, I said on my podcast that. Until he gets that shoulder fix, I doubt he'd finish in the top 10. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, So, I mean, you you and I know not all labral injuries require or, you know, necessarily need surgery. But if you're going to be a throwing athlete. Yeah. You kind of do. Yes. More cases than not need it. If he said i'm done with disc golf he probably would be fine but he's 20 something years old 25 years old something like that and that's the thing one of the best at i mean he could still be a consistent cash winner without getting sure i honestly think if he gets this you know if he gets it fixed and rehab properly Yes. And rehab properly being the biggest key to that. Top we will see him. Yeah, consistent. we will see him Again. be a consistent top 10, top five, oh, the yeah. best in the world, like we would expect him yep. to be, like he is rated to be. Yep. So if he doesn't get it fixed, who knows? That's a little bit harder to achieve. We'll put it, yeah. we'll leave it there. Yeah. And I um, still, his social media has been really quiet. So, like, abnormally quiet, at least at the time of recording. So I'm curious, is this like a last hurrah for the season? And he's getting it fixed or what? Because he said on his YouTube video that he'd let everybody know what's going on. So Well, and that might be the thing is they're still trying to decide. They're still trying to decide when they want to do it, if it's bad enough that it needs to be done mid season. If it's something that he can wait through 
you know, the last of the majors or, you know, still get a good chunk of his season. The last major is USDGC in Mm -hmm. October. Yeah, I believe. Um, And we know how long it takes to recover from that. So, yeah. When when did it was Gavin Rathbun that, that got his done? Yep. When he when did, did his, he get his surgery? He did his in November. Yeah. So I mean, if he waits until October, Here's, November, the hard part with with him is he mm-hmm. ended up getting sick. I don't want to say COVID. It sounds like it, but he never said. He just said he got sick, and his rehab was pushed back a couple weeks. Yeah. So he should have been. He originally planned to play this tournament. But I was going to say, did did he miss this tournament? I thought that he's I don't coming, remember seeing him. I think he's going to try for Jonesboro or DDO. OK, OK. But he got pushed back a couple weeks. I think yeah. he probably could have played this tournament. I think he's probably cleared. I don't know if he was mentally ready. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, first one back. Here's a major at W.R. Jackson. Let me yeah. uh, let me just start off this year on a high note. Yeah, and, and you and I know when you're rehabbing from an injury, especially a surgery, a major injury, yep. you you're not going to be mentally ready when you first take no. that when you take that first if you're playing soccer, that first kick in a game, yep. that first throw, you know, that first pitch. Yep. It is next to impossible to be truly mentally ready. I had an athlete tell me that they did not want to play in a certain game because the team was really tough and really physical for soccer. And the doc was like, why are you holding him out another week? I was like, hey, he said he didn't want to play. He didn't feel comfortable. Next week, we're playing a powder puff team, essentially. And he wants Mm -hmm. to come back for that to build confidence. Last Mm -hmm. thing I want to do is send a kid out there and set him up for failure, essentially. Oh, yeah. I, I had zero worries he'd get hurt physically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mentally that is a whole different ball game and i can totally understand why he doesn't want to come back for a major at probably one of the hardest courses yeah the hardest course on tour and probably one of the hardest courses he'd ever play i mean future course design who knows yeah the i mean we we talk about that comfort level of being able to to play we we mentioned him earlier Tiger mm-hmm. at Augusta. Why does mm-hmm. he do so well there? Even when he's coming off of however long of a layoff, whatever injuries, it's because he's comfortable. Surgeries and whatever. And, you know, how, however many nine irons have been put through his window by his <laughs> ex-wife. Uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on before the fire truck of lawyer needs to get involved. So yeah, no kidding. Let's let's talk a little bit about the mental game. Yeah. Uh, and that's what that's really what like? I... Yeah, I mean, that's really what I equated that Paige Pierce interview to. Um, How do you define success? Yes. That is tough. It is. is. Um, For me, I I tie success close to winning, but it's not everything. Like Mm -hmm. last year, I mentioned it before, I ended up finishing tied for fourth because we don't do playoffs for third and fourth for this tournament. Mm-hmm. It's, it is what it is. I don't care either way. Mm-hmm. I finished fourth 
and I consider that incredibly successful. I lost yeah. in extra holes to a local pro that wipes the floor with me in regular stroke play. Mm-hmm. So to hang with him for that long mm-hmm. just made me made me yeah. happy, like made it feel successful. I mean, all the other wins leading up to that, don't get me wrong, like they're huge, mm-hmm. but I had zero expectations. I pl- I didn't play a single person I knew from the round of 64 until I got to the elite or to the final four. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, success for me when I'm playing a tournament is I, I usually set some goal, some mark for myself and say, I think this is achievable. I mm-hmm. think I can do this. Is it going to be winning every, every tournament? No, nobody I'm wins still every looking tournament. for my first PDGA W. <laughs> yeah i mean unless you're paul mcbeth or Paige pearson a major you're yeah. not going to win even half of your tournaments probably not it's and outside of this golf it's it depends like i consider both this podcast and the other podcast successful when we just have fun and just mm-hmm. bs and if people listen to us great we have yeah. depending on the week anywhere between like a dozen and two dozen people who listen to this podcast which yeah. like share subscribe comment you know rate review yeah. all that fun jazz do it right yeah. now now but <laughs> or do it after or after or both or or make before some, make some fake accounts do that that won't get me in trouble at all <laughs> please don't you, do that please use don't. all your burner accounts yeah um, <laughs> and that's what success looks like here mm-hmm. i mean yeah if either of these podcasts or youtube channel or anything happens to make money great but mm-hmm. i yeah like that's at the end not of the why day, i'm doing it i, I don't yeah. care i yeah, like talking I about this golf yeah, I do this, you do this, and I think Ben does this. And when when we get Ian to to join, yep, we do this no because, choice. yep, yep, he he's already been voluntold. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I think that we all do this because we enjoy talking to each other. We and you know, it gives us a you know kind of kind of a focus to what we're talking about. And, to be honest, you know, we bs about this anyways so yeah. why not record it because there's been some gold <laughs> <laughs> uh, may- maybe some bronze there's been some gold nuggets <laughs> it might be uh. iron pyrite but <laughs> they looks gold oh <laughs> uh, yes yes don't don't look at it too deeply yeah uh, but yeah so so really what this stems from is Paige pierce's interview um with terry miller he- at the end Yes, um, after, after her win. Again, I'm going to post the link to this on Twitter, um, probably right after we it. record this. Uh, so you'll probably have to go back a couple days of tweets worth I on our profile. Pin it for a week or two. Yeah, that's that's what I'll do is I'll pin it. So you you should be able to find the, this on the pin tweet. But basically, she was saying that she got into a, I, I believe her words were argument. Yep. With Heated her father. Discussion. Yes. With her father, uh, who suggested that winning was success. Uh, yes. and, and she responded that uh, just being out there doing what she loved was success. 
Yeah. Um, now, I, I think Paige is a little bit younger, closer to our age, correct? Uh, yeah, I think she's right around 30 ish. Yeah. Give or take. You know, so somewhere between her late 20s and early 30s, I want to say. Yeah. Um, so I can definitely sympathize with what she's saying. Yeah. Um, I can I, mean, I can see both sides of it. Uh, yeah. For a I mean, long time when I played like peewee football in Little League and even into high school, where I played, we were good. So we mm-hmm. were always successful. Mm-hmm. When in high school, um, we made it. We played 54 of 55 possible games all throughout the playoffs in my four years there. There was yeah. one year we didn't make it to state or to the city championship. So I can I can see where her dad came from, depending on what his background is. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Where absolutely. for a long time I definitely equated success with winning. But oh, me too. Even personally in the sports medicine field, yep, I equated that success with I want to be on successful teams. Yes. I want to be on winning teams. That's what success looks like to me is being a part of those and helping those players. As I've grown older, Mm -hmm. I definitely understand the Paige Pierce view a lot more. And that, yeah, that stuff's a lot of fun. Yes, I definitely understand that. Because I played with one, or I didn't play. I worked with one of my high schools that did not win a game in three years by the time I got there and they still didn't win a game when I was there. And this is Texas football. Like it's it's insane there. Um, But the coach, new coach when I was there, he drew in permanent marker, a black flag on each of their hands. And somebody was always holding a black flag at the end of either side. I forget which, which side, um, basically saying no prisoners we're not going to give up whether or not mm-hmm. we win we're going to play till the final whistle yeah and that's Which, you know that is success for them yeah it's i mean success can definitely change throughout your your you mm-hmm. know your lifetime you know now my success is going and having an impact on the high schoolers that i work with and you know having yep. them you know be a you know, basically, you know, having helping them be successful in whatever that actually means. Success for me at the high school is not pulling out another clump of hair. <laughs> Working <laughs> or, with teenagers is like, I love my job. Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> Working with teenagers. If you do that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We, and I can't say I was any medicine, different. And. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't know how many times I've told a parent or a a coach, well, this is what they're doing. And I would have done the exact same thing at their age. Yep. And yes, they're an idiot. And yes, I was too. (laughs) Yes. You don't understand how many times a day I say to pretty much my female athletes who come in complaining about something that a boy did whether they're dating or not or whatever. I don't ask those questions. They're like, can you believe so-and-so did this? I was like, yes, boys are dumb. I'm no exception. Once you learn that, life will become a lot easier. Boys are dumb. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have uh, I have an advanced degree. I have a master's degree, and yet sometimes I'm an idiot. Uh, one of when I was working at the college, uh, one of oh, the, the one of one of the favorite sayings that the the group that I worked with said was, "An individual athlete can be one of the most intelligent, smartest individuals that you will ever come by." Yes. As soon as you put them in the athlete context, they yes. are a stupid meathead. Yes. Not I even had, in a bad way. Just I had and they will athlete. make the dumbest decisions oh, for I know. no reason whatsoever. So and brilliant. it's just Dude. one of those where you're just like, oh, come on. You are smarter than this. You are better than this. I had an athlete that came in, legs torn up, just completely cut up by everything. I was like, what? what did you do? What happened? She goes, well, we were running on the train tracks and I tripped and got caught up by all the loose gravel that they use. It was pretty sharp stuff. I go, what? What? Oh yeah. It was at midnight. Hang. That doesn't make it. Were you drinking? <laughs> oh no. You should have been. That would have made this story understandable. Uh, like yes. you're running on the train track and this is an active train line too. It's not abandoned oh, yeah. tracks. This uh -huh. is, this is an active train line. And I'm just like, you are, uh, you and your friend group are dumb. And I told the coach and the coach goes, they're dumb. I went, I know, I know. <laughs> so yep. athletes are dumb. Yes. When they're and, in a group, and even, even the straight A students, you put them in a group and the collective IQ drops by half. At the, least. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I worked with a guy who, who played college football. I actually, I have my best, I my did. best man played college football. Yep. And you talk to, to each of those people about the stuff <laughs> they did in college as athletes. And they were just like, yeah, it was so dumb. It was oh, so yeah. dumb. Yep. <laughs> Yep. So I think that's a uh, a good take home message for this podcast is holy cow, kids are dumb. <laughs> yes, but we love them and they're fantastic. Oh, man. And uh, usually yes. most of them are really good kids. Uh, and, and they're really smart. And we turned and, out and, okay. And great kids. Look at this. Uh, We're hosting a podcast. We're doing fine. Oh, man. Talking into the void. But yes. I, well, I I told you what one of the the podcast hosts I listened to, uh, what uh, on a, on a different podcast, the soccer podcast I listened mm -hmm. to, said that um, you know, it seems like you have to be kind of weird to host a podcast, and I I I yep. messaged you and Ben and said, I don't know whether I feel seen or whether I feel attacked. And I just huh. wrote back, look <laughs> at me. I'm weird. <laughs> I am. Uh, yes. For some so, reason, the high school kids think I'm cool. They're like, you're funny. Oh, we like you. And I'm like, why? The first time that a high school kid as a professional told me, oh, don't don't do that to RJ. He's cool. I'm like, I don't know whether I should be offended or uh, complimented. I, I, I really do? don't know here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's entertaining. I think that's sure. uh, speaking of train tracks, I think that we've gone su uh, sufficiently off the tracks for this yeah, episode. So what does success look like? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Dumb athletes, you know, apparently. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's so, our takeaway. That's hey, a, if you followed from beginning to end, every step made sense, but looking at it from the overview, it makes zero sense. We went A to one. Yep. And uh yeah. Yeah. Steak sauce, dude. <laughs> Steak sauce. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean that that whole interview with Paige Pierce was that was interesting. She was getting emotion emotional. It was. And and like like I understand like I said, I understand where her dad is coming from and that yep. all elite level athletes have to have this mentality of I am going to win. Yes. I'm going to do everything I can to win. Even non-elite athletes like yours truly. But I will do everything it takes to win within right. the rules. Right. And and you know, I don't think that Paige Pierce lacks that by any means. Oh no. But no, to hear that, but to hear that, you know. If I go out and do my best and do everything I can to win and Kristen beats me, that's okay. Then, then she played better than me that weekend or yeah, whatever. It's, I, I think there's an old Star Trek quote that um, by Captain Picard, I think, is who it's from. Never give up, never surrender. I, I think that's Captain Kirk. I don't know. No. My, my, uh, <laughs> that was Tim Allen from Galaxy Quest. Uh, okay. Well, I close. I I have not watched a lot of Star Trek, but I believe it's uh, Captain Picard said something along the lines of, "Sometimes you can do everything right and still lose. Uh, yep. That's not failure. That's that's life." Yep. Uh, which I, like- I think it was good to see Paige kind of take that mentality, even though yes, she's going to do everything she can to win, and she's probably the best. Uh, women's disc golfer to have played to this point. Yep. Will there be others that will be better eventually? Probably. Hopefully the sport gets played for hundreds and hundreds of years. And we're talking about, oh yeah, well, Paige was the first goat, but yeah, now, you know, for that era, Jenny, what what happens when say there's, it seems like the discussion to expand circle one to like 45 feet at least for mm-hmm. the disc golf pro tour mm-hmm. seems to be gaining traction, at least in the podcasters and media who knows outside yeah. of that. I mean, that's a whole different, but what happens mm-hmm. when you do that? Like, it's like adding the three point line. Yep. You know, yep. you, or, how, then how do you compare? Like, yes, pages C1X stats are this, but that was when the circle was 33 mm-hmm. feet. Now mm-hmm. it's, 45 or whatever random number you decide yeah i mean you know i i I think that it was really insightful to hear that interview and Mm -hmm. also good for her i think yeah good for her from a mental perspective that was not what i was expecting yeah both from a competitive standpoint and from a just overall health standpoint i think just a human being yeah yeah Um, can we talk did you listen to any of the disc golf pro tour coverage at all i i did not get a chance to listen to it okay well at first because the way my job is and how everything Mm -hmm. panned out i can only listen to fpo so right i was like they need to move that microphone or change the microphone in front of um elaine king's face because all you could hear is she'd go putt putt participant and just like you hear those P's and you hear those. And I was like, mm-hmm. God, this is annoying. This is terrible. Like they need to do something different with her. 
And then mm-hmm. I finally got a chance to listen to the MPO and it was the same thing with Philo. So whatever system they're using for the other person, because Ian Anderson was fine. He would say mm-hmm. put participant explosion. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of words with that. That P with that hard P sounds P's or D's or B's. Um, and it was the same. Oh, thing. What is that like, called? It's driving me crazy that I can't explosives. think of what that's called. Explosives. Yeah. It sounds like you're saying explosive wrong, but it's plosive. Um, sounds like your daughter saying explosives pretty much. Um, <laughs> but whatever disc golf network is doing, I know they have the headset mics kind of like what you're wearing, but way nicer because, well, God, I hope so. This is a podcast <laughs> done for free. <laughs> like, we, we can only hope that it's nicer, but I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what they need to do, what they need to change, but like that was yeah. very distracting for mm-hmm. all four days that I was able to listen to. Um, yeah, sorry. That was just a side note tangent. That was just, it was yeah. bugging the crap out of me. And I didn't notice it at first until somebody else pointed it out. And then I couldn't not notice it. Oh, you it's know, one of those. You can't unhear it. Can't unsee it type yes. thing. Oh, yes. those are the worst. So those are the absolute worst. And but, that's like I joked. I was like, I'm a podcaster doing this for free with my own money and forget this really nice microphone. All the other microphones I used before this, I figured it out. But you didn't have problems with that. I I figured it out by watching YouTube videos and doing it for free. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think an audio engineer whether they have a degree or not, has some experience. Mm-hmm. I, it's just frustrating. And I know it's a nitpick. I get it. Like, but it's one of those things that it, the good and bad thing is the disc golf network is getting to a point where things like that are the big issue. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the good yeah. thing because coverage is getting so good. The problem is we're now seeing those other things that are, the next level down that you need to figure out. We're not talking about the camera, just watching Paige Pierce's face uh, react to a drive anymore. Like we were at the beginning of the year. I'm a hundred percent like forgiving the whole, like, you know, they're using wireless transmitters because they don't have the millions of dollars the PDGA has to spend for right. Like, well, sell the rights to broadcast whatever tournament. Mm -hmm. So, they're all doing it with their own money and it has mm-hmm. gotten significantly better, but in the woods, I mean, yeah, you know, trees get tough. in the way of cell phone signals. So what? I get it. And I totally understand when it goes blocky and glitchy. I'm fine with that. But yeah. the audio is coming from your separate feed in Milwaukee. Like mm-hmm. That's an easy thing to fix relatively. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's my nitpick. I get it. I understand. But I want to see coverage get better, especially when it's shown for free on YouTube. You don't know how you don't know who's going to be the next new fan, mm-hmm. especially with how disc golf's mm-hmm. growing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so off I my think soapbox. That, <laughs> <laughs> now you're off that. I think that pretty much covers everything that we wanted to talk about today. Perfect. Uh, any, right about an any, hour and a half. Yeah. Any parting thoughts? I have lots of thoughts, but I dare not speak them. 
<laughs> I thought you didn't try to think because it hurt your brain. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, There's good luck with that. There's a 60% chance it's already raining. <laughs> You've seen Mean Girls. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen that. I, for but whatever hey, reason, movie quotes hey. stick with me forever. I could quote a movie that I saw 10 years ago or yesterday, and I don't know why. That's just, hey, that's, that's just my remember, stupid human trick. Just remember, next Monday is the perfect date. What day is it? Oh, April 25th. Yep. yep. Not too hot, not too cold. Perfect for a light jacket. Yep. I had to actually look at my watch to see what the date was. <laughs> it was more so and, it was more so that than anything else. Not remembering the miscongeniality quote. It was like, what is next Monday? <laughs> all right. Let's uh let's wrap it up. That's a good there. way to end it. All right. Uh listeners, if you want to uh see our ugly faces in the funny expressions that we have you can always catch this on joe's youtube channel slash joe's disc golf yep uh viewers if you're watching this and don't want to see our ugly faces we don't blame blame you you. uh but you can find us wherever you get your major podcasts uh you also can find this one so you know angrily write to your uh, podcast distributor saying that you need higher quality podcasts yep write your senators write your congressmen Tell them to take us off the air. <laughs> or distribute just a, us more. I don't know. Yeah. yeah whatever. Um, no, I, I don't think I want to be a state-sponsored podcast. No, that doesn't go well. No. Anyway. Anyway, uh, So, those of you that have stuck with us through all of this, all of our shenanigans, thank you thank very you. much for listening. Uh, Joe, thank you for all that you do for our podcast do what i can uh, viewers and listeners thanks for everything thanks for supporting us and thanks for watching and listening and yep. uh everyone remember to always enjoy your rounds yep bye later